Welcome to Control-Alt-Revolt, episode 117. I'm Nick Cole. I'm Single White Medusa. And we are back in the Orange Crush after our sojourn in the northern savage wastelands that is northern California in the Central Valley. Which a lot of people might not know because I think that was our um, Insiders Only episode that we recorded while we were on our way there. Yeah. Very good point. We did do an Insiders Only episode on the way there. I think we talked about some very critical things. Mm-hmm. As always, but especially critical when it's Insiders Only. So we uh, yeah, that was keep a pretty lit podcast. <laughs> Shameless plug. Go ahead and subscribe if you get a chance. <laughs> or don't. We don't care. <laughs> exactly. Um, today. Of course, these people are going to pull up and run their vehicle as soon as I start this podcast. Exactly. I want to say, you know what, everybody, just deal with it. <laughs> Nick, deal with it. Um, today is the one-year anniversary of Tiffany Dover Whoa. taking the vaccine and uh, just fainting. She just fainted. She um, fainted. She was fainted. She she fainted so hard that she's never been seen again. Exactly. In public. She fainted so hard, she never wanted to do social media again, even though she obsessively did it yeah. prior to that. That is a hard faint. You know? <laughs> exactly. That's, that's yep. like that's like going to, what was the, what's the old, like, Borscht Belt line? Uh, I spent a year in San Bernardino one night. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. So, I thought we had an interesting comment from one of our um, Signal Group friends, and and I read it to you, and you were like, let's read that on the show, because it was, it was an interesting take on what might begin to take place in January, as we both also think that, like, oh, I think things, well, you think things might get crazy in the last week of December. My take is first or second week of January, but that's all basically the same time frame, so... I don't know if you want yeah, me I'm to not, share Yeah, I'm not, that. like, super hard and fast yeah. on that. I'm not super hard and fast on, on you know, that the end of the year is going to be insane. I just, I feel like the post-shopping holiday hangover that's, that's going to come on people. And then also the rhetoric. Like, the rhetoric from the other side, like, you're all going to die of Omicron. Boy, because it's... Sorry. A lot of the um, nations are lockstep, locking down, just mm. like Klaus Schwab wants. Netherlands locked down today. I think England uh, found a really uh, fun, and by fun I mean total dipshit way, to reframe two weeks to flatten the curve. Oh yeah. They they called it. Uh, what did they call it? There. It wasn't a pause, but it was a. Oh, it was a circuit breaker. <laughs> yes, we're, we're flipping the circuit breaker and for two weeks. And I'm like, well, we, we oh, because you know that the two weeks to flatten the curve is a total con. Mm-hmm. You know exactly. what I mean? So, so that's, but now here's an interesting uh, canary in a coal mine right. kind of aspect. So as we have talked about, California leads the way. We had, a, I would say, a little, a mild little, uh, uh, hangover depression storm last week when Gavin Newsom uh, came back from his vacation in Cabo uh, where he was I think he was just honestly 
recuperating from his tough election. It certainly wasn't that he had been vaccine injured. Yeah. Um, and all those kinds of things. Now, when he does interviews, he's always sitting now. But he did go paint some graffiti off a bridge the other day. And it does look a lot like him. Hmm. Except that he's wearing a mask out in the open. Mm, on the freeway. And it's like, hmm, that's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. You and that mask there. Yeah. Um, but he, he threw us back into lockdown. You know, mask lockdown, lockdown and everything like that. But our experience has been what? We have yet to go anywhere where they have tried to act like Nazis and tell us we had to wear a mask. And that thrills us. We're yeah. so happy. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, we'll see. It could still happen, In but fact, so I've far en- so good. I've encountered two businesses that were m- masked Nazis yes. in the last one. Mm-hmm. And the one today is a juice place where we get our, our weekly allotment of juice. They said the owner who was who who seems to be very like maybe like probably liberal, probably high strung, whatever. She said, um, I'm over it. Um, and now the employees don't even have to wear masks. Yeah. So it was almost like not only do you guys not have to wear masks, but the employees that have been forced to like keep the mask below their mouth and go through the charade and all that kind of stuff, they were allowed to take it off. And so. That does bring up an interesting thing for me. I I wonder if they're red-pilling everybody so hard that they're going to actually lose their gains. Mm -hmm. California, for all intents, and you have to remember, in my lifetime, California was a red state. Yeah. So a lot of us during Newsom's sort of run suspected that Newsom had somehow flipped the state back. But of course... The mail-in ballots assured us that it was a fair and legal election and that it was <laughs> still just the most blue state that you could ever meet, even though everybody hates that dude's guts and wouldn't piss on him if he were on fire. Like if Gavin Newsom like, were just like playing with gas and matches and he suddenly caught fire, and even if you had to use the restroom really bad, you wouldn't pee on him. Like that's the general consensus of people right now. Yeah. You'd take the kidney infection. <laughs> Just to... Just be like, sorry, buddy. <laughs> exactly. You had that one coming. And then uh, another, uh, uh, our coffee house, and they were they were full on masturbators. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me, shouldn't say that. Uh, mom's listening. <laughs> um, some other relatives might be listening now. Oh really? Do they know about it? One of them friended me on Facebook, and oh. I and and I like my relatives. I love them and everything like that. Uh, but dear relatives, I am a target of most likely nefarious forces. So <laughs> I'm doing you a favor by not saying your name out loud because they'll come get you. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, they friend of me on Facebook and I, I post these things on Facebook. So. That's true. That's true. So, but she's, she's pretty cool. Yeah. I think she'll, I think I know it. who you yeah. mean. She's cool. Yeah, so. <laughs> she won't care. She won't care. <laughs> And, like, the other thing is... There's another siren. That's, that's a new true. game that the Medusa and I play now is count the amount of ambulances and sirens that you hear, like, every day, and there are a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anybody's having problems with the vaccine or, or dying or being injured or falling over on football fields or the people that I see in walkers now. I saw two people in walkers, and one of them, maybe they needed to be in a walker. The other person, I wasn't really sure about that. Was it the one I noticed? Because, yeah, yeah, I I looked at him pretty well and I said, 
Well, he's not young, but like his legs are pretty muscular. He looks pretty fit. He doesn't look kind of old and like he's wasting away. Like he doesn't look like he, someone I would think would need to be in a walker. And so that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So those, there was those two business. Oh, and then Susie Cakes, which I have recounted on this pod, this podcast, my ongoing Don Quixote like battle to get cupcakes. They were ultra, and there are people in there without masks. And I, I think there are still people with masks, and they're they're beta dudes like this, you know, (laughs) clearly some sort of homosexual. Well, he has a wife, it looks like, but does he? He's he's close. He's got a home walk. (laughs) He's got a home walk. The butt's a little too tight. He's you know he's a little too compact. You know who knows who knows. But he didn't even need to be told. He's just like, he he he, is he has been cucked to death. He's like, <laughs> I will put this mask on. I, like, I will go in and make you tell me to put the mask on. Now, this chick's funny. She's put the mask on the wrong way. That's weird. She's, she's rebelling in her own little way. That's strange. She's like, I'll put your mask on. Wow, there's, like, major sirens. So, and the other thing is that, so, we were all throughout California for the last few days, and you know, making stops along the way. So I feel like we got a good cross-section, you know, um, feel of what it's like in California. And I would say it's looking good. Yeah, a lot of places we went. We even went into a Starbucks. And yeah. uh, I don't even know what town that Starbucks was in because it was on the 99 freeway. Maybe Madeira, but I'm not Maybe sure. Maybe it was Madeira. And it was a new little Starbucks. And I have to say, if the Starbucks employee or the deep state, you know, wants to send a nice thing to a Starbucks... The kid in there was the nicest, friendliest person in the entire world. He was wearing a mask, but there was, like, this genuine, like, radiance of, like, genuine friendliness. Wow. Like, just gentle peace, happiness. Like nice guy. It was, like, brutally cold in the Central Valley, and it especially gets cold out there, kind of on the plains where the, the, the sort of fields are and everything like that. And it was just nice to step into a warm Starbucks, get a hot cup of coffee for the long haul to the... Uh, relative of Palooza that is the Portuguese family mm-hmm. that you love so much. I do, and you do too. All your loud talking and endless cheese and meat. <laughs> I had to come home and stack steel hard. I did do like five workouts. I lost weight. Just to give <laughs> you're on the Portuguese diet. I had to, I like, I'm not. I was like the first night, it's like we're having chicken enchiladas and, and uh, which isn't Portuguese food, but I'm sure there's some kind of dish. And, oh, and Portuguese beans. And salad. They were, balanced what, it out. The, yeah, there was. <laughs> I love it. There was a lot. And then the like second night was a ham. Was a giant ham. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Pretty good Local potatoes one. au gratin oh, with yeah. thyme in them. And that made me deliciously happy. But still, not and a lot kale, of fish. Kale, my fave. I didn't kale. get any of the kale. I tried to. You didn't want it. I'm not a kale fan. I actually what? like it more raw than what? cooked. Oh, heresy. I know. I can't believe that. So. So then yesterday, the final meal was, how about a big plate of cheese and, and cured meat? Yeah, we had some carrot sticks and some <laughs> baby some tomatoes. <laughs> we had some produce. I came <laughs> home, and I'm like, I need an avocado bagel. That was good. No, but we had so refreshing. <laughs> I need a cup of coffee. I need <laughs> juice. I need a hard workout. Tonight, I need a big salad. salad. I need coffee. Yeah. Yeah, I need to be brought back to life from your people. We're working on it. <laughs> and then the other crazy thing about England, this is what I thought you were going to say earlier. Didn't we just hear that, um, this is crazy, they're not allowing car sales now? Or yeah, what was that? England like, has what? now reached the central party uh, planning 
aspect of uh, of uh... yeah, they've reached the central planning committee aspect. So you you read about Mao when you were researching the Madame Mao aria. Hey, let's post that. Like not your aria, because you right. don't, yeah. The one that I would always watch. Yeah, like, let's at the let's Met, post that one because really there is an opera based one. on Mao, and there's a really insane, good song in there that just sing that sums it up. And, yeah, so we'll post it. Clearly, it's not yeah, me because yeah. it's an Asian yeah. woman singing it. Yeah, I am not Asian, but you but she's the it. one I would always watch. I think she's like she did a really great job at it. She was like a perfect Madame Mao, but I did sing that aria. But yeah, we should post it because it's yeah. it's pretty crazy. It's not the most beautiful. The book. The book. I like <laughs> yeah. it. But but it's. I love it because it's like It's Philip Glass, right? No, it is... Um, oh, I'm blinking, but it's not Philip Glass. Let me think about it for a second. But um, Scott Jacobs. <laughs> no. I'll, I'll think of it in a second. Um, but that, you know, like if you Saturday night, maybe you'd like to check out just one opera aria. It's not the whole opera, but it's a pretty good one, and it really sums up the insanity of Mao. But when you were sort of doing your research... John Adams. Is John the Adams, that's yes. right. Not the John Adams. The other John Adams. <laughs> yeah. Not from the revolutionary not, period. Not the cool John Adams. <laughs> and, the, and the former president. Because I think that John Adams, isn't he kind of freaky or something? Or? The composer? Yeah. Probably. I mean, 99% most likely. Probably. I'm sure There's a big like... scarf involved somewhere in that equation. <laughs> Probably. You know. I um, mean, yeah. he's... Yeah. He's probably a major leftist. He's a husk. <laughs> yes. He's a husk. <laughs> um, so, but but they would go on these kicks in central planning. They would say, you know, uh, we really do. We really. What was it? It was like uh, we we need we need to like do agriculture or we need to do we need to do like we need to build everything. And so you have to give us your walks. Yes. And then they would be like, we're starving. We don't have anything to cook in. And they're like, great we don't want you to grow anything anyways. And then they like, and they would, they would try to do all these five year plans that really um, conservatively people say 60 million that they killed doing that. Mm -hmm. I tend towards the 200 million that they killed. And you can add up on top of that. You can add up on top of that. Last time I checked those numbers and those might a couple of, a couple of years ago, but the 458 million aborted dead that China is responsible for. So these are, these are, these are some, just terrible people mainly the ccp chinese people very nice but ccp that is a real problem that is like anybody who is an active you know planner in the ccp like you should just get down on your knees every day and thank whatever pagan deity you worship and you're probably an atheist but you're, you're chinese so you probably got ancestor worship that I am not God, because there would be a smoking hole where you were once were. Exactly. You know. So, anyways, um, but England has now entered that. You know, like because two months ago they were having a gas crisis. So England is now positing that the best way to solve the gas crisis is not to allow anyone to buy a car. Yes. Right? Is yeah. that? Did I get that yeah. right? Yeah. And then and it's like then now you you don't have a gas problem. <laughs> Because you don't have a car. Hey, we fixed it, guys. Yeah. We're really yeah. good at our job. I mean, you could produce more gas. <laughs> yeah. You you could get into, like, that kind of things. Or, you know, like, you could allow those crazy engines out there that run on water. Or, you know, the things that people invent and end up dead over. Or even you had a story in your family uh, that we found out this weekend from your brother uh, about one of his friends that was working with magnets. And then the CIA 
suddenly made sure that he didn't go any further. That was really interesting. Now, you heard something different because what I heard was he was doing major research. This is a really smart guy, by the way. So my brother's a really smart guy, like computers and networking and stuff. He has a really big time job with that. Well, this was his friend who was his boss and now that friend left and he's trying for his job. But the point is like, anyway, really smart computer type guy, whatever. He was researching, I thought, a new form of energy production that had to do with some sort of metal, right? Uh, like maybe graphene, but he didn't know for sure which oh, one, right? I guess I was not listening intently. Yeah, I thought it was magnets. I wondered why you focused... You said something about magnets, and I was like, I don't know where you... But anyway. Well, I had meat and cheese comma <laughs> from you guys. And I think what my brother said is he was saying it was... You knew what he was talking about. It was early internet days, and he said there were these things called rings. Is that right? And you were like, you knew what he was talking about. I didn't know what he was talking about. Anyway, I think it was either a way to like research stuff online. It was something. It was like early internet days. Anyway, somehow the FBI would it be FBI? CIA. CIA um, figured out that he had all this research, and I guess he had it all written down and everything like that. Like really good research into some sort of how to have kind of like a new form of energy that would be like free kind of free for people that involved some sort of metal or whatever i don't know that does that make sense and it reminded me that's why i said I think oh if that we sounds bought like that, brought that dude on like right now and said hey he'd be like oh no i was inventing a new type of cinnamon roll taco ring <laughs> No, you but it, I, that's why I said it reminds like, me of Ian but Crossland. It, but it was something that was very interesting and whatever, and then a series of events, and the, they started getting followed, and the men in black, and things like that. And uh, they kind of got shut down, but it was interesting. And they stole his research. And like, they stole his that's research. That's all they took yeah. from his house when they but broke But there's in, stuff like, but, like yeah. that. that's not an uncommon story in the levels of research. Like, yeah. The biggest one that everybody, you know, can even do a little bit, little bit, little bit of research on is the Promise software, which is all caps P R O M I S. If yeah. you aren't familiar. But there are many stories of people who have invented water uh, engines that run cars or other forms of it, or we can even just get into Tesla himself, you know. And, and people have all kinds of, you know. Again, let the comments blow up with how wrong I am. Here, here's something I would like to see in the comments. Don't fight with each other. Like just. Just have a good time. I like everybody talking, but, you know, don't wail on each other. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. So, but please wail on me because I, I enjoy being wailed on. Don't wail on me. And, and <laughs> I want to, I want you to be the iron that sharpens my iron and get my stories right and stuff like that. So I'm cool with that, but don't wail on each other. Cause those are just civilians and they're, they're not asking to, to get wailed on and, and I don't like that. I don't like seeing that because you guys are all my friends. And I'd like it if you guys would just all love each other. Yeah. And I like constructive criticism, but I don't like yeah. whale, Did you being whaled on. Did you finish No, no. Um, so, but I was just going to say it reminds me of, it reminded me of Ian Crossland, who's one of Tim Pool's uh, co, I don't want to say co-stars, but he's on his show all the time as a regular. He's the Ed McMahon to Tim Pool. <laughs> the hip, super hippie Ed McMahon. Yep. But he's always talking about graphene and he's obsessed with it, that it, it would be kind of like a free form of energy. So that's what I think maybe it was, yeah. but I'm not sure. Something like that. No, but that. going back to the original point, mm-hmm. 
England is now solving their problems by wishing them away to the cornfield. And that's like, that really is the end game death of a civilization. Like you, you are no longer dreaming the impossible dream. You are no longer, uh, like, you know, like in the movies, like whether the the nation is about to be destroyed by a mighty meteor, we must band together, you know, and like you're past this sort of ingenuity, ingenuity, ingenuity stage. And now you're just into just brutal, like, you know, oh, oh, you guys don't, you know, like this, you know, you know, your streets are too dirty. All right. We're taking away brooms. Yeah. So you can't, you know, like now dirt is the norm. And like, it is so weird to watch England sink like this. Yeah. You know, but there are arguments about what's going on in England. Is this England still a prime mover financially? And it does seem like they really sense their moment to return to a financial aristocracy and a surf class. They're, they seem to be the big adopters of this sort of technological serfdom that's coming. Mm. And that's, that's, that's very interesting. Yeah, that would make sense. I don't trust Boris Johnson, that's for sure. I, there was like freak. a brief period of time where I thought he was good for some reason, like early on. Because he was I, the I was mayor. Wrong. He was the mayor of London, and a lot of people don't know that London is really a powerhouse city in a lot of ways. It's actually, London actually controls a lot of England. Didn't we hear recently? There are arguments that London is actually a free city, a free yeah. state, and and that there are several free cities and free states around the world that aren't actually part of their country and there is an argument that in the district of columbia there exists a free state uh that's more in kind of along the lines of the central banking people Mm -hmm. but like the vatican Vatican. but the vatican and like of course you know that for us to know that that would destroy the american mythos but everyone knows that about the vatican right that's like public knowledge but why but you can't admit that there's one in washington dc i guess and the english have never wanted to admit that london was yeah i never knew it about london i guess i always knew that there was something different about Washington D.C. I mean, they it's don't a count district. as a state for no, one. No, but there's a free state there. It's right. a, it's inside of it, yeah, uh, supposedly, uh-huh. and it's probably how it's the deep state. Most likely. <laughs> and real quick, that book that you were talking about that I researched the whole Mao time period with was Wild Swans, <laughs> and it is a true story um, by a woman who's alive now and it was basically like three generations in her family and their experiences prior to the whole male thing where there were like would you call them warlords and stuff like that it was like that kind of society and there were like concubines and stuff and whatever and then it was like the male period which was mainly like her mom in that period and then it was her and she then got away to the United States. But <laughs> now I'm a little concerned because I see that on the cover there's a blurb from Hillary Clinton. And I'm like, oh. But I felt that it was, like, negative toward the whole Maoist uh, time period and stuff. So I don't know why Hillary Clinton would give a positive uh, blurb Take a for breath. It. Take a breath. Slow Go for it. <laughs> Take over. Um, here's the thing about liberals. Here's the great secret. Mm-hmm. They don't read. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's really true. Mm-hmm. They buy books to show that they read. Um, they loyalty buy. I mean, I sometimes I... Well, I actually have that kind of audience, so I like it. I think a lot of my audience buys books that they may not like or whatever, but, you know, they'll, they'll support authors that are on the right side and things like that. But the left just super goes in on that. Mm-hmm. And so that's like, you know, they will buy the Michelle Obama book without ever having read it, nor any intention of reading it. Yeah. So I think a lot of the times, like, 
even if a book is critical of them, they'll make sure they get a blurb on the cover mm. so that they sort of take imprint, you know, like... They, so they look well-read or what? The left isn't deep. You know, mm. they know that they can put surface stories up, lies up, rumors up. They can tell a certain portion of the population that Omicron is doubling every day. They can tell you that the vaccinated aren't spreading it and that the unvaccinated are when the CDC just quietly admitted yesterday that there are no cases of a unvaccinated person who had COVID spreading COVID. Or I think they even said there's no cases of an unvaccinated person who's previously had COVID even getting any other variant of COVID again. Once you've had it and you're unvaccinated, so far you can't get it again. And I would say that's probably not going to change then if it's still the case at this point. But you would think if, if COVID were really this giant threat to humanity, the giant sweet meteor of death. And this is a movie where Billy Bob Thornton is the government guy who, with a heart of stone who really is going to do the right thing. And Bruce Willis is the astronaut who's going to go up there and kill that meteor. I think <laughs> I've just actually described Armageddon. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if we were really all in it together, you would think that that news that you just said right there would be on the NBC Nightly News, the CBS Nightly yeah. News. You know, like, they'd be like, everybody, you know, no, 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 it's fear, Omicron, fear, fear. And now it's, now, last week it was, um, the Republicans are rooting for inflation, you know. Huh? It's it's not, and, and it's, again, it's Republicans pounce. Oh, yeah. It's not that Biden Created has exceeded inflation. everybody's, expectations of what a disaster really is like mm-hmm. and it's not that he has created massive runaway inflation he has tanked the economy he is just doing everything wrong the story is that the republicans are rooting for this oh, you know yeah. like oh how are we rooting for that do we want to spend more of our money for the next probably 18 months to get out of this you know i mean maybe in 12 months you could have an election where some sensible sober people might come in and be able to uh, change policy if they're not compromised or whatever. But even their sort of like machinations, the things that they can do are going to take months. I mean, like you should really wrap your mind around this. It's about to get much worse. I mean, like the, the, we've hit the iceberg of inflation, you know, that's, and, here, and here's an interesting thing we were learning today. People like Max Kaiser from Orange Pill Report will tell you that in real inflation is really up about around 15%. But the actual sort of like, you know, measurements and everything like that have most indicators. So like food or cars uh, between 6 to 11%. And that's bad. That's super bad. That's That's any savings. That's most investment, you know. That inflation erases your savings and erases your investments. But here's where it really gets bad. Here's the final ring on the bad chamois that Joe Biden, you know, big Joe Biden, who knows everything, lies about everything, can't keep his hands off children, all that kind of stuff. Um, wages have only uh, are only have only gone up four percent yeah. in inflation. So employers are actually having to pay people less while absorbing more costs. And so when you that that right there is the death of the middle class right there. That's the death of the middle class. Yeah. And then to draw it back to something kind of related. And I think I started it at the beginning, maybe 
was the person's comment on our signal. Yeah, that was a great comment. Yeah, that we thought maybe I would read. And um, it doesn't exactly have to do with inflation, but it has to do with other bad things that are going on that might get really dire starting in January, like we've been talking about, thinking that things might really get crazy then. So I thought his take was interesting, and I would definitely say it's a good take, and it's very plausible and possible. So Plumber Dave says, January is going to get bad. 80 million people that don't and most won't get the jab. They lose their jobs. They lose their houses. They lose their possessions taken from them by the IRS, most likely. Then with, say, 40 million people out of work, we'll start insisting on freedom, possibly through violence. People say violence doesn't work, but on a scale of 40 million, if 1% go Roman on those that ruin their lives, it'll make the Antifa riots look just like the summer of love. What happens when the empire collapses and 40,000 angry people filled with rage and resentment? Million. No, he says 40,000 because he's saying if 1% of, oh, of okay. the 40 million okay, good. go Roman. Way to go, Dave. I was willing to go to 40 million. <laughs> All 40 million of us are with you, which I do think we are. <laughs> well, we are, but will all of them actually go out and do some major fighting about it? Mm, It'll probably not. It usually spreads like wildfire. Okay, but to be super conservative, sure. if the 1% go Roman, and that's 40,000 people, angry uh, angry people filled with rage and resentment with nothing to lose, turn their ire on the government. January might get savagely bad, apocalyptically bad, murderously bad, creating peace through a wasteland. And then he says, I pray that I'm an unhinged maniac who's <coughs> detached from reality, making a prediction that only exists in post-apocalypse novels. Um, normally, I would say that the prediction is extreme, but it's one that I agree with. But as sort of events progress, and I, I see the doubling down by the global elites, not the left or right or anymore. It's the global elites. And unfortunately, people who are on the right that lead us are part of that. So... You can really still call them all leftists because they use leftism to advance their cause. And the leftists are useful idiots, but this is really about globalism. So um, they seem to be doubling down. Now, what's interesting is there are certain, like, on the ground, people have had enough. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's clear. That's great. The airlines came out, and the airlines finally figured it out. The airlines realized these people are talking about lockdowns they're talking about energy restriction mainly using fuel which is what airplanes have to run on you can't you can't have an airplane you know running on a on a, on a nuclear reactor and you can't have it running on windmills it just doesn't <laughs> oh, work yeah, you know or solar energy no yeah. so you got to have like real jet actual jet a to run that airplane <laughs> and this was an interesting thing and then the passports and travel restrictions and the elite saying, we're going to use climate change to lock people down so that they can't travel. Now, of course, because they have the private jets, they're still going to travel and they're going to go to all the really awesome places that you pours keep clogging up. And now they'll be able to go to Machu Picchu and have their their their, you know, serene soul moment and the beaches of Ibiza and all these things. And they won't have you dirty tourists around them. That's really, really what that's about now. If you went out to an airport today, to a varying lesser degree, you might have to have a vaccination. You might have to uh, uh, have a test. You can get a test in the airport, all those kinds of things. I know somebody, I just had dinner with them three or four nights ago. And they hired a private aircraft to go somewhere. And I said, do you have to have the test or anything? He goes, nope, they don't care. And you're paying for it. So the elites know that they can... They can 
put all of these things on you. But in the world of private aviation, which has grown by leaps and bounds, like that's how they travel now. They don't get on airplanes with the rest of us. They don't have to have they don't have to abide by these sort of passport mandate restrictions, uh, testing or vaccinations. They can go and do and they know that and they're not saying that part out loud. But for you, they're they're making it very uncomfortable. And I think these they tried to make it very uncomfortable for the holidays. The airlines who have been on the ropes, because remember, they were closed down. This holiday season is where they make their money. And the CEOs came out and said, we're not down with mask mandates. Yay. You know, so it's interesting because they they're the ones that could very well be the useful idiots, because if these people want to restrict energy and restrict travel, well, you've just decimated the airline industry right there. And I think one of them or some of them began to say all of these people making these decisions travel travel privately. They don't need us and Mm -hmm. they're using us to destroy ourselves. And I think like. It's interesting if this idea will spread, but I think the airline industry was the first industry to figure out that they were basically financing their own destruction. Yes, exactly. And would you say, this is something I just thought of, I think is probably the reason, but like, would you say that the thing that maybe really helped them come to that conclusion is the massive amount of pushback that people have been making? Yes. Like in every country, pretty much. All the protests, all the people continuing to say, no, I won't get the vaccine. Even if I lose my job, I don't want to lose my job. But no, absolutely not getting it. Like, whatever. Like, there's definitely enough pushback that, like, uh, people are not rolling over. And I hope, I would think that would make a difference. Speaking, or what is really called the pivot, speaking out against these things is powerful and effective. And it's been demonstrated. And I've even had it done it in my own life. But when they force you into a corner and try to silence you and tell you to shut up, you have to pivot and you have to get loud and you have to push back. And it is working. It is shutting these people down. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. You know, you've had a lot of, you know, broadsides engagements against other Karens. There's more sirens. Yeah. More sirens. What yeah. could it be? Could it be a homeless person? Another vaccine injury? It's a nice sunny day. It ain't a rain car wreck, but it is weird. It is weird. It was never like that. No. No, like, it's at least five times as much as it used to be. Probably ten times as much, I would say. It used to be rare. Now it's multiple times a day. So, the watchword going into the New Year is do not comply. Now, Mm -hmm. I think they're going to make one last severe effort at the beginning of the year to say, "This, folks, you have to do it. And they're going to scare the hell out of everybody, and many will break and fall. But if we, I think that there are so many that are just looking for people to stand up and to fight back. And there are people that are saying, I'm not complying. I'm not doing this. I'm not going to crime scene number two, that we can do that. You'll always have these mindless betas, serfs, slave class, who will just do what they're told for the rest of their lives. But I have converted people myself. You've seen me, you know, Mm -hmm. just walked around a store and they're like, why don't you have a mask on? I'm like... Because it's stupid and I'm not wearing it. And I've watched them go, you're right. And they take it off. (laughs) Yeah. So, and then the husband comes up. Yeah, you're right. I'm taking it off. It's just, they just need someone to do it. And you've got to do it. But, you know, look at the airline industry. If you do it, they will put you out of business. That's what they were intending to do. We're going to cut energy. We're going to restrict travel. Oh, great. What will the airline industry do? I think they finally figured it out. 
there was another example of not going to crime scene two with them. And it was the guy in the January 6th insurrection who recanted, you know, like mm-hmm. in like like Spanish inquest inquisition, like levels of recantment. Oh, I renounced Donald Trump and all his evil ways. And I was, I was never MAGA. Yeah, I was deceived. I was by deceived him by him. House. And and what was the upshot of his life? Well, funny thing, thing. he got the longest sentence yet for January 6th. I know. He rude. He rude the day. He rude the day he mogged. It clearly does nothing, and that's the lesson here. Yeah. Don't do the apology if for any other reason, then it's not going to do any good. Yeah. So, why bother? (laughs) When they they line you up against the wall, either metaphorically or realistically... Don't give them the satisfaction. Tell them what they can go do with themselves and then smile and take it. Because begging doesn't do anything for them. They're sadistic nope. assholes. Yeah, exactly. And that moves to the Tiffany Dover thing. You know, like, listening to the stories of vaccine injury that we've listened to this week, when it becomes clear and, and, and what we really focused or, or heard a lot of this week was the stillborns and the abor- spontaneous abortions yeah. that this vaccine is causing. When these mothers who have been brutally devastated realize that it was this vaccine that did this, yeah. they are going to, and I'm speaking now to the deep state and the pharmacy companies and the executives, they are going to physically rip you to shreds and you effing deserve it. And we're all going to help them. You murdered. This is a genocide. This is absolutely a genocide. There's no getting around that. And if if you're involved in this, you need to get uninvolved and you need to out people. And you need to start speaking up because it's like what Plumber Dave said there. I'm not advocating these things or anything like this. But when you force people into a corner, take away their homes destroy their children, destroy their livelihood, and make them villains and ostracized. What do you think they're going to do? Do you think they're going to be like January 6th guy? No, that guy's an idiot. They, all 40,000 of them, and I think it's going to be a lot more than that, they're going to find you in your limos. They're going to find you in your beachside. I'm warning you, not threatening you. I am warning you for your own safety. You need to repent of this. You need to turn from this. What you've done is absolutely wicked. And when they get a hold of you and your children, you should see what the mob did to Muammar Gaddafi. It's bad. That's what happens. And you have done enough with murdering their children with this vaccine, the pain that women had to go through, the devastation of families. Murdering their elderly parents. M- murdering the their elderly parents, the greatest generation that 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 built this company, this country. You just murdered them. It's coming out. You're not going to hide it. Yep. Not you, CIA. The CIA listens. They know what's going on. They've got an algorithm scanning for when they get talked about. You know, and so Robert Robert F. Kennedy Jr. comes out and says, what does he say? Um, so he, let me, let me get back there and think. I mean, he says a ton of stuff. Like, are you talking about his thing, Fauci book? Yeah. I mean. The thing today where, you know. Basically, I mean, he's been saying everything. He lays out the best case from these, well, 
from prior to the start of COVID. <laughs> um, and but then the, the start of COVID. Today yeah, I just about. don't remember the specific thing that they were calling a, a conspiracy theorist about. Yeah, but, basically, but you know that the CIA is involved when he's basically him. pointing out the damage that's been done. Yeah. And th- straight out of the classic CIA playbook, they say, oh, he's crazy. He's insane. It's a conspiracy theory. And they get the news media to say that. Whenever the news media says it's crazy, insane, and a conspiracy theory, that is the CIA. When you have someone like Tiffany Dover who goes on camera, gets the virus, and dies right in front of everybody, and then they go to incredible lengths to make it seem like she didn't die, like she's still alive, like she is involved in her children's lives. I mean, like, the level of sociopathy is so stunning the people who did that, you're going to get yourselves literally torn to shreds because people could have seen what happened to Tiffany Dover, which was bad. And they could have said, I'm not doing that. There are now spouses. I, I like I see in my feed people whose spouses die all the time. Wow. And I'm pretty sure it's the vaccine. Yeah. And people who are having to take care of vaccine injured children. Children who are now uh, have have myocarditis for the rest of their life. Myocarditis doesn't go away. Your heart muscle died, and it's going to deteriorate, and you're probably only going to live another five to ten years. Now, I think we should do science, and I always think things can be reversed, and all of those kinds of things. Slow down, but you know what I'm trying to say. There, there, the 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 rage of people when they see that if you would have fessed up about Tiffany Dover and said, hey, there's some problems, but you, and I've said this from the beginning, you don't want to get COVID. Some people, okay. Some people, and I've had a family member in my my family, it was a tough haul. Like, the vaccine isn't going to cure you. It may save you. Do your own risk assessment. But you lied to people. You lied about Tiffany Dover. You lied to children. You lied to athletes. You lied to all of these people that are now permanently paralyzed, permanently sick. Infants whose lives have been destroyed the moment that they were born will be born malformed for the rest of their lives because of what the rage that's coming your way and you don't think they're going to figure out who it is and you don't think that they're going to look at profits and find out who profited. They are coming for you. Yeah. But back to the, oh, you're crazy. Oh, you're insane. Oh, that's a conspiracy theory. Everything that we've heard about from the very beginning of the Wu flu. Oh, it, it, it came from a bat. Anybody who says it came from a lab is crazy. Mm-hmm. Going even further back, Trump. You know, like, oh, it's a conspiracy theory to think that, you know, Pizzagate and, the, you know, the, the global elites are molesting children or, you know, that Donald Trump isn't in it. Our conspiracy theories are always not conspiracy theories. They're real, live, hard-hitting until they're totally overturned and the people actually mouthing them have to go in before the Senate and raise their right hand and say, well, I really don't actually know anything. Yeah, but on MSNBC, you were just saying it's a done deal. You were saying he's a Russian operative. And then you're forced to swear and you don't even say anything. You know, so how do we know the CIA is involved in it? Yeah, well, so... Um, Catherine Austin Fitz, our fave, she made a really good point that I was like, oh, wait, that's that's crazy. She said it's weird that they're all over this, the CIA, because the vaccine that they're so pro vaccine, pro getting everybody vaccinated, doing all these things, calling anybody like 
destroying the lives of so many medical professionals who disagreed. Yeah. They've immediately been fired. Uh, nurses, the ones who are out there joyfully making TikTok videos about how to, you know, fight the virus are now enemy number one if they don't take the vaccine. How do we know the CIA is involved? And why is that something that should scare the hell out of you? Well, we know they're involved, like, because of what you said, yeah, all the because conspiracy it's, theories. Because stuff. it's insane. It's a conspiracy saying, oh, theory. It's, conspiracy. it's lies. It's like, well, that's straight out of the CIA playbook right there. Right. But, but then let's talk about the ramifications of what that really means if the CIA, and it is this podcast contention, that the CIA is involved in the vaccine. Let's really talk about what that really means and why that's going to blow your mind right now now yeah and so that was the thing that Catherine Austin Fitz said she said it's really weird that you see the CIA's fingerprints all over this because the CIA's business and their MO is not health it's coup d'etat and you were I was like oh you just blew my mind yeah think so. about that going into the weekend we'll be back next week we were traveling we didn't get a lot of podcasts out but next week we're going to come back with a vengeance because we do believe things are heating up and we need to stick together and talk about that. But one more time, the CIA's business is not health. The CIA's business is coup d'etat. And that's the podcast. <laughs>